You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad, and we'll be talking about a Sundance sensation today, Wild Indian, directed and written by Lyle Mitchell Corbin Jr. You might recognize that name. I certainly didn't. First film I've seen with him. But the actors... Michael Grayus and Chasky Spencer, I guarantee at least 90% of our listeners have seen Chasky Spencer playing Sam, the leader of the Quaalute tribe, in the Twilight Saga. Michael Grayus playing the character Ma'akwa, who just made a huge splash in a star tunnering role as the... Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but that HBO miniseries with Mark Ruffalo, and I'm blanking on the name. Oh, I know uh, this much is true. I know this much is true. I know this much is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And I think he actually just won a he won a Canadian Best Actor award for Blood Quantum, which Bradley, you're Canadian, maybe you're aware of that. <laughs> I am aware that Blood Quantum exists, but I missed it. I think my wife loved it. I miss out on everything great, you guys. But this movie, <laughs> I didn't miss out on. Makwa and Tedo are childhood friends. Makwa is from a broken home. And I mean that in in a more literal sense. His dad is angry and drunk all the time. Takes it out on his wife and child. He's a little bit bullied at school. But all of that is exemplified in his head because of his home life. And he's just this raging ball of anger on the inside and one day while he's out with his buddy Teto, he lets all that anger out in an instant committing a unspeakable crime then he implicates Teto, saying if we don't hide this crime together we're both gonna pay for it for the rest of our lives you know what's easier keeping a secret so let's get rid of this evidence. I'm not even being vague enough for what the crime is. <laughs> it's I? fine. Like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. in I the mean, trailer. How much? It's in the much trailer. Can two teenagers get into really? Yeah. Right. I mean, so they they bury their classmate. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <That's... laughs> and then flash forward. Totally unrelated to the actual crime to bury their classmate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just cleaning up. <laughs> He laughed to cope. Flash forward a couple of years, and all that rage and anger in Makwa is pretty well managed during his personal time, and he's a huge success. 
has a suit and tie, goes to a golf club with clients every weekend, has a gorgeous wife. It's played by, I believe that was, whoa, blast from the past for me, Kate yeah, Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. It took me a sec on that one. And they seem like a perfect family. Teto, on the other hand, he's just getting out of prison for some petty crimes, and he's treated like garbage. He's given the total Jean Valjean treatment from Les Mis. Everyone's like, you were a criminal? And he's like, I can explain what I did. And they're like, we don't care what you did, crook. And I'm sure there's a huge (laughs) cloud of racism in that as well, being a native man. So Teto, he's actually starting to get his life back to a stable place and realizes the only way to really clean up is to confess what happened when he was a kid. And that's when him and Makwa collide once more. And we have a very dark and dreary, but I want to say hopeful, but I'm not gonna... Uh interpretation of a broken system that we all live and participate in well it's not only a broken system but add the fact that excuse me native americans uh and their tribal lands like rape is higher alcohol use drug use like everything that's bad in the united states is amplified on a lot of Native American lands because the U.S. has had a rich history of making promises and not keeping them. So that, if you think of the whole movie in that mindset, the ending, it's it's bittersweet, but it's, it's still rough. Yeah, it's one of those where you come away with it and you're thinking if this was a hero's journey that you're following, then this is the perfect ending. Uh, it would be the perfect ending if this was a hero's journey, but alas, it's not a hero's journey. This is an anti-hero bordering on just straight up villain who is your protagonist. And as a result, you get to the ending and you're like, wow, this f- should feel great, but it doesn't. By the way, I'm Frank. I'm and <laughs> sorry, I'm Alina. <laughs> I'm Chad. Uh, yeah, I I think that this is it's partially an antihero. Uh, I I definitely think that Teto is definitely fits the antihero mold, and I really loved following him so much I, because one of the things I'm always fascinated about, uh, one of the themes I always love watching is uh, atonement in different you know forms, and I really felt so connected to his journey a lot more so than mock was who is rightfully a straight up villain and almost like um i think we were talking bradley and i before this uh about the you know the term accidental villain he is really sort of an accidental villain uh for me in a lot of ways but i felt i don't know what i don't know what it was about this story i thought i found it very involving but i also found that every act was sort of abridged yeah. Do you know what I mean? My theory is, or how I see it, you get a first-time director-writer. It's good. I definitely think it needed to be massaged more, and I don't know if it necessarily yeah. was. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like, I wrote it, I direct it. And again, that's fine. But when you have a first time, he's only done shorts up to this point, and I'm sure he's done commercials and stuff behind the scenes. But 
uh, it feels like a little more guidance for him and like even a little bit more money because there were like <laughs> the, the the DP was like good and then like really sucked and yeah you can like, feel like, the budget sometimes yeah you could really yeah. feel like I I'm really sure there's a hospital scene and then an office scene right after and it was shot in the same room and they just dressed it a different way because there was a crease in the corner of this room mm. that looked the same and i'm just like ah. yeah. well it's 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 so fr- frustrating because there are there are scenes that really do work i think the scenes between uh makwa and uh not makwa but Teto and his sister when they're on the porch uh, yeah. i thought it was a really really nice scene and that felt like it wasn't rushed it wasn't um shortened it, it breathed and it had the room to breathe but it felt like there should have been some other scenes, you know, playing out, especially with 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 the with the Teto um, storyline. Yeah, um, and yeah. I literally finished this right before we got started. So the only thing that was kind of keeping me from jumping on here right away was that I still had to set everything up. Um, but to me, uh, I mentioned this off mic. We just uh, you, uh, Bradley, and Frank, and I we just got done talking about Mosquito State, which is a movie that I wrote down. Uh, while I was watching this, I think is the complete opposite of this in a lot of ways, where I thought that movie failed mostly because I thought its message was completely convoluted and it didn't know how to actually uh, create rich subtext for a story and a point as simple as that. Whereas this, on the other hand, I think has a lot of subtext that is very much there and... The film, I think, is stymied by, I think, like we were saying, lack of budget. I think that there were many scenes that could have made this feel a little more drawn out uh, or made the subtext come a bit more alive and not so stuck under the surface. And I think that if it had been... If we had had a little more time to get to know these characters on a more personal level that didn't feel completely subtextual, it would feel more complete. There's not, there's, there's, you know, it's, it's a three act film, but there's, you know, all the three acts feel shortened. And like, I would have liked to have known more about, you know, the bond that these two shared as teenagers, as, you know, as young boys. Um, I think that would have gone a long way into making like when they meet again in the future, uh, that would, that, you know, there's no way that couldn't have made it more powerful. Sure. Cause all they really had was the secret because we didn't have much time with them. Yeah. Other than that, they empathize with each other's, and the tragedy of how different their upbringings were, mm-hmm. you know, juxtaposed with who they became late, who they be- who they became later on in life. Yeah, but. I think if there's one thing that this movie does really well, uh, is that, and it, it hurts because I'm like, if there had been more time, and I think more, uh, if there had been maybe more scenes where we actually got got to explore a little bit of the subtext. Uh, it would have helped this great point much more. It would have helped it along and made it feel stronger. Is that you have these two people, one of whom is just kind of screwed from the very beginning due to their circumstances, the other one isn't. One of these people commits a horrible crime and someone definitely pays for it. It's just the wrong person. And their lives after that point are completely uh, inverse of each other. You have one who's successful and outwardly happy and... He's got everything that he's ever wanted and that anyone would ever want, but none of it means anything to him because it's a means of escape. It's a means of 
hiding from what he's done, whereas the other person can, can't even get a job in a casino because he's got a big mean tattoo on his face, and he takes just the he takes great joy in just the simplest things that he can get out of life at this point like taking his his nephew for a ride in a car Aww. a $500 dollar truck I, I loved his scenes with, with his nephew I thought that, those were so touching exactly that little moment of brightness that he had in his life I love that because they're framed with all the scenes of Michael Gray eyes and him playing uh, uh, Makwa He's got a son as well, and he's got another one on the way, but you can tell that every time he interacts with them or even thinks about the prospect of having another child doesn't really mean anything to him. Yeah, I, I, think, he, I think he really died the day that the event happened. And um, I w- at first I thought, this guy's maniacal. I mean, this guy is like a Patrick Bateman. I thought, well, no, he's not, he's not even alive enough to be a Patrick Bateman. You know, he's just sort of like floating through um, through this world. Yeah, Patrick Bateman wanted to be seen. I don't think this man necessarily does. No. He dresses his entire office up in the... And, and there's a lot of interesting essays and books written on this. The, hey, white people, look, I'm Native American. And when uh, his friend sees him and looks around that office, he's like, who who is all of this for? You know, is kind of his attitude. And he's like, clients, you know. So... <laughs> That in itself is tragic because yeah. we never really, Makwa never even had a chance to be a person. No, no, that, that, is the, that is the real tragedy of this thing is that he was, um, comes from a broken home life and he, I mean, this whole thing is a tragedy all the way around with the way the, these two end up. Uh, you know, he does make it, you know, quote unquote, make it in, in the white man's world. Uh, is that still a term, I guess? I don't know. I do not think people would say that was wrong for you to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and and the thing is it's 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 he hasn't. He he's so totally he's so, he's so totally dead. He he can't find happiness or joy in anything. Right. Like when his wife says that she, they're expecting and his response is almost like is the machine out of ice? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I I, sh- I should be happy. Come on, get get happy. Make her think you're more. happy." And then he's like, "Oh, great. Yeah." Yeah, cool. Of course. Having yeah. another kid. Yeah. He has to invent the proper reaction after the fact. Yeah. Which is, but the true feeling that he has is he doesn't have any feeling about it at all. Um, I would call him, like uh, many people in the psychological world, they like to say he's a very successful psychopath. He's somebody who knew exactly, was smart enough to know exactly how to hide his true nature Pretty much in place. I've never known the difference. I know that I know that, that people have taken the, the time to know the difference, but I don't know the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. And which one is he? Is he a psychopath? I mean, which was I would say I he definitely qualifies. Uh, all psychopaths are sociopaths, but not all uh, sociopaths are psychopaths. Psychopaths basically okay. just take it to that level cool. that he definitely okay. takes it from very early on. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to break this down and start our final thoughts. Chad, why don't you lead us? It's a good movie. Like, especially when you look at it, a first outing, um, you know, obviously it's won some praise on some of the better film circuits. The only thing it really lacks for me is just a little massage. And and maybe this is one of those things where this is all the money he had. You know, it's his first time out. He's got to do everything on his own. And I totally get that. It's just a shame because I feel like there's some setups that, not that they're not paid off, they're just not... We're not given more of it. Like, I want to eat up 
a little bit more of some of the and, and some of the misery. And it's not a fun movie. You know, and it's captivating. Captivating. It's you know, it's an indictment on uh, our society and on you know of uh, First Natives in Canada too. I'm sure. Like, there's so much going on. Uh, it's nice to have that perspective. I, I always like films that have uh, a non-white perspective uh, because I always learn something. And performances are really good. Uh, you know, the the past versions of themselves, the kids did fairly good. Uh, the music, good. Like, it's, that's the thing. It's just, it's good. Like, I think it could be better. I think it has a lot of potential... But who the hell am I? Like, I didn't make this movie. I mean, I couldn't have made this movie. But, you know, I don't I don't want to give, like, anybody a bad taste in their mouth. Like, I, I definitely think this is something worth watching. Uh, as far as a rating, I'll say I would have given it a 7.5 if they would have had, like, a slightly better DP. So I'm going to go a 7. No, 6.5 out of 10 uh, white guilts. <laughs> there we go. Frank, uh, I agree with Chad. This is good. It could have been great uh, because there is so much here um, in terms of ideas. There, I mean, there's culture, identity, uh, the, you know, ghosts from the past, uh, regret, everything that you that you care that you stuff that characters carry with them that you know can't help but infest and influence who they are um, as the years go by. And that all makes for such rich storytelling. And even if it isn't happy, it is definitely compelling. And this movie is largely largely compelling. It doesn't expand on its ideas. And these are all ideas worth expanding on. For whatever reason, they don't. Whether it be a budget thing, whether it be this is the script that was written. um, This is what we have. And it's overall admirable. But yeah. It could. It just could have been. It could have been more. It could have been so much more. Um, but that doesn't mean it isn't worth checking out. So I got to give this eight out of ten. Really, really nervous. Jesse Eisenberg's. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg is here in a supporting role as a coworker, and even in a movie that has nothing really to do with him, is, is still the most jumpy person on the screen Whoa. for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 um, jumpy Jesse Eisenberg's because, dude, calm down. I know, you have ba- I, know you, I know you have bad hair in this movie, but calm down. It was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very bad yeah. hair. couldn't put my finger on it, but I was like, yep, that's what it is. He's got like, he's got like, Slicked my hair in the car before I walked in here. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, to, to his credit, we, we love Jesse Eisenberg because he's apparently a producer on this film. Yeah. So hey, props, and he's cute. He's cute. Anyway. Typical he's producer cute. giving them a spot on the film. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure that they filmed all of his scenes in the same day, in the same like oh, yeah. two minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I digress. Uh, yeah, I. This is a movie that I had heard a lot of good things about. I also heard some not great things about. And having watched it myself, I definitely see both of those positive and negative points. Um, I felt I felt more positive about this than I didn't. I agree with you, Chad. I'm like the word that I would throw around. Unfortunately, is good. There's a lot of there's a lot here that's good. Unfortunately, I think the other word that I would use to describe this is limited. 
it feels like there's all this potential that they just couldn't, they either just couldn't afford it or they couldn't find a way to really bring it out so that it just felt more like it was just something you were seeing under the surface. But there are two things about this that I think are really great. And uh, that is the two main actors. I think that they are both excellent, especially Michael Gray Eyes, who this really is his movie. And I think he does carry it very, very beautifully. And I think it's a very, very measured performance and one that is shocking at times, especially when he kind of breaks out of that restraint that he carries through most of his scenes. It's scary every single time he does. Um, if you want to watch this as a performance piece just for the two of them, especially him, I would say absolutely worth your time. I just, I wish this could have been great, but I think that this is just kind of ultimately pretty good. Um, so I'm going to give this, um, seven and a half out of ten times that I will still watch this over Mosquito State. <laughs> That's so hard. Very nice. <laughs> so hard of a choice. Mosquito State sucks. <laughs> Eh? This, uh, oh, you're still God, making Bradley. You guys are going to make me watch it now. <laughs> no, don't. No. We're, no, we're not. Trust watch me, we bug. are not trying to sell you. Watch, <laughs> watch Freakin's Bug. Bug with That's Ashley Judd, yes. yes. So the film opens up with the Ojibwe story of a native getting sick and wandering west. I watched this twice because I don't understand that opening or the metaphor, and I'm hoping... Hey, leave a message in the comments if you know, like, geez, Brad, read these books. <laughs> I found out at a late age that probably 100% of everything I knew about Native Americans was just made up crap to sell movies. So I love uh, learning more and more about the actual culture. And uh, To point out something you said, Chad, earlier, yes, the prejudice and bigotry is so intense here in Canada as well. We've had all our flags at half-mast for months because of schools around the nation having child Native American graveyards and all the faculty and all the people of those schools and the foundation's response to it has just been, how'd those get there? So... I wonder. Disgusting. But yes, I watched this twice, which you can do easily. There'd still be two hours left of The Irishman after two views of this. So. Man, are we still dunking it's, it's on that very... movie? You you did the math, didn't you? Wow. I did. It's oh. a quick movie. And <laughs> just going to reflect at what you guys were saying. Uh, Michael Gray Eyes, amazing performance. Chesky Spencer, this is the first time I've seen him in a very dramatic role, and I loved it. And also a shout-out to his sister, a uh, cami played by Lisa Cromarty and that cute little nephew, Trace Garcia as Daniel. So sweet. You know, and the youths in this as well, young Teto, Julian Gopal. I don't have young Makwa listed. He was great. He was really uh, his face good. was his face was so expressive. Yeah. yeah. Haunting. Yeah. He carries most of the first Haunting. act, so yeah. 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 And he does it with confidence for such a young performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm just gonna give this one eight out of 10 well-meaning teacher priests that are definitely teaching the wrong analogies oh, yeah. <laughs> to a violent child. Bradley, you, you totally reminded me of Bobby Hill in that episode King of the Hill when John Redcourt teaches yeah. about the Indians you, at you Thanksgiving. You're talking about 
the white man because, as in me the one because i'm because uh, i because i'm the because i'm white i'm pretty sure we didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love i love all the king of the hill thanksgivings my dad and i watch them every thanksgiving like back to back good double feature 